Hello, Robbie here. I'm pleased to announce my 15th, yes, 15th novel, This Book is Cursed. It's about a cursed choose-your-own-adventure novel. It is now available for pre-order wherever you buy your books. Here is a brief description. This book is cursed. It always ends the same way. Bookseller Annie Maddox has stumbled upon the find of a lifetime. A rare book, one of one, and worth big bucks. A choose-your-own-adventure novel written by a reclusive author before his untimely and gruesome death. After a terrible tragedy, Annie discovers the truth. This book is cursed. Choose the wrong path, and it kills you. Annie digs into the history of the book and into its secrets, because inside that curse is a tantalizing promise, one that can undo all its bloodshed. Read the book, choose the right path, and reverse the horror. Can Annie find her way through the book, or will she be cut down by its curse? This Book is Cursed comes out March 25th, 2024, and again is available for pre-order wherever you buy your books and at the link in the show notes. I'd love for you to check it out. On to the show. everybody this is the simpson show i'm robbie with my co-host matt and we are here to talk about the simpsons from the beginning matt how are you i'm fantastic robbie i well i'm not watching this episode anymore so it makes me feel better that's the right attitude matt yeah after we're done recording this you are done forever you never have to think about this episode ever again until we inevitably have to rank it against something else in rankings Mm -hmm. Uh, i have to edit this uh afterwards so i have to experience one more time unfortunately Hello, we are brought to you by our supporters on Patreon. You can support us by going to patreon.com slash The Simpsons Show for only $2 a month. Gain access to all of our bonus content. $5 a month gains access to that and much, much more. Uh, appreciate everyone who supports us there. Lots of benefits. Lots of bonus material. It's the best deal in podcasting. I'll say it again. Uh, we can move on. We can move on. We can start, I guess, this episode with Beware My Cheating Bart. Episode PABF11, originally aired April 15th, 2012, written by Ben Joseph, directed by Mark Kirkland. Received a 2.9 rating with 5 million viewers. Imagine if you're one of those 5 million people who watched this the first time around that. And you go, what the heck? Well, it, I'm sure some of them went, I've never watched The Simpsons again. That's not, um, there is guaranteed a number of people who watched The Simpsons episode and it was the last one they ever watched. Of those five million people, I guarantee you, there's people oh, like that's real a bad for them. They should they should go back and watch some other episodes. With that many people, Matt, it's it's certainly a part a possibility. The chalkboard yeah. gag. This is a little strange thing because the Wikipedia says, says the chalkboard gag um, said the true location of Springfield is in any state but yours. But then on Disney Plus, where I watched it, it says teacher does not have to pay an ugly tax as the chalkboard gag. Did we do a switcheroo? Is that what, is that what happened? I don't know. With the because I I don't know. Um, the couch gag. This is a Bill Plimpton cartoon. Matt, do you know who Bill Plimpton is? I've heard the name. I'm not really a fan. I've never heard the name. Matt, here's the thing. This is a, it's a Bill Plimpton cartoon where Homer falls in love with a couch, impregnates the couch, leaves the couch for Marge. The couch has to strip and then lives on the street. And right before it kills itself in the back of a, uh, a trash truck, Homer saves it and the family sits on it and the couch is happy. And the, and the, the baby couch that the couch is the couch and Homer's love child is now Maggie's play chair. It, it is an insane thing. 
Oh, it is so insane. It is it is absolute bananas. It is in Bill Plimpton's art style, and if I'm, I can't describe it really, but you can watch it. He's he's gone on to do many couch gags for The Simpsons over the years. Um, I'm not even sure if this is his first one. It might be. I don't think it is. He'd done some prior to this, but regardless, Matt, this is bizarre. Where Homer impregnates a couch. But I know. I will I say know. this, man. Wasn't a fan. I'll say this, man. I enjoyed this way more than anything in this episode. Oh, for sure, for sure. I mean, it kind of goes without saying these days that the couch gag would be better than the actual episode eight times out of ten. I would go nine. It's it <laughs> it has it has artistic choices in it, like in thought. Like it's clear, like Bill Plimpton went, oh, I'm going to do this. Is it weird and strange? Yes, I'm doing it anyway. Um, but it, it, There's an arc. There's a story told in this couch gag. It has an A to B to C story. It tells you the story. There's nothing in this. I don't know what. I mean, I know what happens, I guess, in the episode, but still, every step along the way is inexplicable. I don't. I literally texted Matt while, while I was watching. I said, uh, what the F is this? Um, as I was watching this episode, because Matt had already watched it, I, I it is, uh, I won't, I don't know if I'm going to say this episode's despicable, Matt. That might be too strong a word, but it I is. I think that's too strong. Yeah, it but... is. Here, here's a word for, I think is accurate. This episode is icky. Yes, that is perfect. This episode is extremely icky. It's filled with things that should not be happening to a child. And in every way, I'm just like, no, ew, stop this. It's gross. It's icky. This whole episode is icky and gross from about, I don't know, halfway, about halfway through the episode. The whole episode, you just are like, ew, what are you doing? What is this? Who wrote this? What's wrong with you? Okay. Mm -hmm. Episode begins with Homer taking Bart Milhouse to the movies. Homer leaves them, goes to the food court, eats so much he can barely walk. Um, and, and this is starting the B plot is not icky, Matt, but I hate it. It's so incredibly stupid. I just, I can't even fathom whose idea this was, this B plot. Like, oh my God, it's so dumb. This is like, it's like, a, this is this entire B plot should be deleted scenes. That's what it feels like to me. It feels like someone's like deleted scenes of a movie that they they were like, oh, no, the smart people went, oh, this is dumb. This is, why are we watching this? This, is, this doesn't do anything. Let's cut it. And we'll throw it on the DVD. People can watch it, you know, the, the diehards. They can, they can enjoy it. This feels like deleted scenes. Like, why, is, why are we watching this? Like, it's, I, I, it's better than the A-plot because it's not disgusting, but it's still, like, inane and pointless, and Homer is the like. I don't know what happened. They turned. Did they flip the the jerk Homer switch back on? Like they need to flip Homer around, turn that thing off because it is so he's so obnoxious and rude and annoying every time he's on yeah. screen. In this entire episode, Homer's plot, he is just completely oblivious to everything that's going on around him and is mean for no reason. So he is. Filled with food from the food court at the mall, and he goes. He ends up like limping towards a fitness store, and there's a salesman there, uh, a slimy kind of salesman who sells him a treadmill. This is the beginning of the B plot. Homer gets a treadmill, and now you're you, dear listener, probably haven't watched this episode, and you shouldn't. It's terrible. That's our first warning for you. Don't watch this episode unless you already have. Um, you would think, oh, is it about Homer getting fit on the treadmill? You know, he get a treadmill, and uh, and Homer is 
Yeah, Homer's gotten fit before, so yeah, maybe it's another one of those. It's a fitness no, episode. Unfortunately, is it's it? Not. Oh well, maybe Homer doesn't use it, and Marge starts using it. Marge gets fit. No, no, it's not about that at all. It's about Lost. It's about Lost. Do you know the, te- the television show that went off the air years before this? <laughs> That's what this is. This is what this B plot is about. It's about Homer enjoying Lost, and you're like after the fact, and you're like, what is this? Why are we watching this? Okay, it starts with this. It starts with a treadmill. The, the A plot is happening concurrently while the the boys at the with the boys at the movie. Um, they go see Happy Little Elves two. The well, Homer sequel forces them to go see Happy Little Elves ha- two. He does tell them that they can just go watch whatever they want, but they go see it. They get out of the movies and they are immediately confronted by the bullies with uh, Jimbo's girlfriend Shauna. Oh, it was crappy little elves. My friend and I only see it to rank on it. Get that stuff off. Take a picture first. Now. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to be checking out a delightful Hong Kong horror remake known as Crawl Space, based on Pashing Kong Jian. Well, count me out, Jimbo. I don't need to hear how every chick in the movie got what was coming to them. Shauna, food for thought. If we don't watch movies about torture and crawl spaces, how will we know what to do if someone puts us in a torture crawl space? Not if, when. Nah, I'm going to go see one of those Jennifer Aniston movies where she rolls her eyes on the poster. Mm. Babe, you know I don't want you watching a movie by yourself. You're a total perv magnet. Aww. So I'll find someone to take you. Someone unthreatening. Hey, you know our deal. Chaperones cannot be humiliating. She's got you there. How about this one? Simpson? Let's see. No starter stash. Temp tat. Still has baby Uh, teeth at 9 and 24. Total pre-puber. Now you stay close to my Shauna. If someone so much as peels a ladybug decal off her fake fingernails, I'm blaming you. Come on, come on. The best murder's always first. So this is obviously terrible, but it is the one point at which I smiled in this episode that Jimbo knows the numbers of the teeth. (laughs) I did not smile at anything in this episode, Matt. I Mm. uh, endured pain, torment the entire time (laughs) as I was watching. I did not think anything was funny. I didn't know what was going on. I mean, like, so we're presented with this plot where Bart is chaperoning Shauna so that other men will, other boy, other teenage, like, what is he protecting her from? I assume other teenage boys, but it's never really. Hi, Matt. Here, I'm going to say it the first of many times I'm going to say it in this episode. Get ready, everyone. Bart is a, Bart says it himself in this episode. So I'm just saying what Bart said. Bart is a 10-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. Bart is a 10-year-old boy. 10. Uh-huh. Does, if you're a creep, does the presence of a 10-year-old boy do anything? Nope. Congratulations, Robbie. You found the plot hole. Congratulations. <laughs> Woo! This is the first of, Party many, time. first of many plot holes in this. It doesn't make any sense. You're like, why would Jimbo pick Bart of all people? to Like, his presence there, like... Is going to stop some other creep from doing whatever to or at Chana? It it doesn't matter. I don't know what their thought process was when they were making this episode, but this is the first. This is not. This is minor compared to what happens later. So they go watch the the movies, and uh, 
I guess, and we like, so we get a long, like, there's just multiple long sequences also that I'm not really mentioning much. Like, we see them watch the Jennifer Aniston movie for like how long? A minute, maybe? It feels yeah, at least like a minute, yeah. It feels like forever. But it's just like, why are we watching a Jennifer, like, a bad parody? Like, they, they're like, and then Shauna takes Bart out when they see the, the male interests, but I guess, um, and then they run into Jimbo out, outside, um, and this is, I guess, the beginning of this because Jimbo's like, oh, Bart, you're going to do it again tomorrow. What is, because Jimbo has to go to, like, it's just, like, not, you're like, why? Why is any of this happening? Like, does no one know how to write, like, inciting incidents? Like, it's just because Jimbo decides that Bart is going to be a chaperone for his teenage growth teenage girlfriend right. you, could, you could just you could just have like oh bart owes jimbo something or uh, jimbo at the very least threatens bart but no it's just he's gonna do it and bart goes along with it like oh, yeah, okay does, i guess bart does, does, doesn't want to get beat up is that it like i just don't understand okay so we cut back to the b plot where homer is walking on the treadmill it has a flat screen built into the treadmill uh and apparently and it's connected to the internet, so Homer can watch a bunch of sh- shows on streaming, I guess, is what's happening. Yeah, I mean, well, he could back then. Nowadays, you can't, because every show has been taken off of every service. But back then, you know, you could watch Netflix and get almost every show. You can watch. You just have to have subscriptions to eight different streaming services, Matt. You can watch them, you know. I mean, yeah, but who's going to subscribe to Peacock or Paramount Plus? I- I'm subscribed. To- I have Disney Plus and Hulu, by, by extension, and ESPN Plus. Because I like to watch my yeah, hockey. Yeah, exactly. You have it's like the, that and Netflix is the only ones anyone actually subscribes I to. I don't subscribe to Netflix. I had Paramount Plus to watch Star Trek, Star Trek for a bit. Um, Peacock has wrestling now, too, man. Peacock has WWE. Well, obviously that's the one you're going for now. I mean, I might be watching. I need to see Roller Coaster, Cody Rhodes. I need to see him finish the story, so I probably will subscribe for WrestleMania. <laughs> um, I haven't been watching WWE in a long time, but I need to see Cody. Uh, get the title. So Homer's watching television on the treadmill and eventually realizes he doesn't have to walk to watch television on his, on this treadmill. And he's just watching TV and he starts watching stranded, which is a very clear loss parody. Um, and that is literally Matt. I think this is why this plot exists. They had jokes about lost. I, that, that the only explanation and they couldn't just have Homer, watch lost they had to come up with this ridiculous inciting incident for and, it and half of this plot is jokes here there's it's this plot is divided evenly into two halves it is jokes about lost well after the fact and jokes about homer's insistence to watch it on his treadmill while he's not walking and you're and it's just i don't know why either of those things is part of this episode why is this on television what is wrong with you, tell writers? Why, why would you do this? <laughs> um, so he's just watching Lost, basically. I'm just going to call it Lost, guys. I'm not going to call it Stranded. It's just Lost. Um, we cut back to the A plot where uh, Shauna and Bart are hanging out the next day, I guess. Uh, Shauna steals something and Bart covers for her. Huh? Let's go. And don't look guilty. Young lady, I need to check your purse. I didn't steal nothing. If anything happens to her, I'll beat you up from inside your brain. I stole this. You stole perfume? Uh, yeah, me. I use it all the time. Me, 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 me. You, 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 and I are taking a trip to mall jail. 
Isn't that what used to be the Beanie Baby store? Shut up. This is so cool. You took a fall for me. No one's done anything for me before. Uh-oh. Don't worry, I made sure he can't get too far. I'd use my legs, but I've forgotten how. Come with me. Hey, the first time we lost Maggie was in this store. Bart, here's my thank you gift. What could a girl have that I... Oh, oh my God, it's just like Dad's. Oh, boy. Now we get into the icky part. Yeah, this is the beginning of the icky part. Um, don't worry, it keeps going. Um, okay, so Bart, why? So Bart s- says he stole perfume so that Shauna doesn't get caught because he is afraid that if Shauna gets caught, he's going to get beat up by Jimbo. Mm-hmm. How is this episode? What is the what is the conflict by the end of this episode? Matt? What is Bart worried about? Uh, at, at this point, Bart is worried about getting beaten up because Shauna got in trouble. So is this is this, is Shauna going to start blackmailing him to do to take the the fall for all all kinds of stuff because you know she knows that Bart will get her out of it because he doesn't want to beat him up. No, that's not the way it's going to go. But I can see how you'd think that at this point. No, I mean Matt, but like Bart is worried about getting beat up by Jimbo right now. That is the the uh-huh. why he makes his decision. By the end of the episode, it is literally the exact same thing. He is worried about getting beat up by Jimbo. That's all there is in this episode. There is nothing else. There is no other greater conflict. There is no Bart deciding if something is ethical or mortal or what is right for him as a person. It is all he is worried about from beginning to end is getting beaten up by Jimbo. And is what are we doing? This is it. Bart getting beat up by a bully? That is what our threat mm-hmm. is? And, okay. Uh, so the, the, the ick, as uh, Matt uh, referenced, is Shauna, at the end of this, repays Bart's sacrifice by flashing him. Uh, how old is Shauna, Matt? I believe she's like 14 or 15, something like that. Teenager. Teenager, yes. Teenager. That's what the, the bullies are all teenagers. Uh, we don't really know how they've been held back. That's why they're in elementary school. They've been held back. You know, that was always the shorthand. They're teenagers. They've been held mm-hmm. back. Um, way too old to be in elementary school. And yet they are because the Springfield, uh, school system is bad. It's the whole thing. So Sean is a teenager too. Uh, we don't know how old she is, but she's definitely a, 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 a teenage girl pubescent. Not yes. well. She has well, gone through puberty, but Bart has not. And Bart has not. Bart is a ten-year-old boy. Do I expect Shauna to know all of the, uh, the the grossness? All of this? Maybe not. You know, teenage teenagers are stupid. Uh, in general, I was dumb when I was a teenager. We all the most of them are. There's a few, there's some smart teenagers. Most of them are really stupid though. They can't. But it's it. pretty rare. They I, got, I was I was quite dumb as a teenager. You got well. a lot. Even if you're smart, you're stupid. You got a lot of chemicals going on in your brain. You don't know what's going on. Um, but I would think that even a teenage girl who doesn't know, like, oh, I shouldn't do this to a child, is still like gonna be like, no, I'm not gonna do that to a kid, like, because it's a kid. It's kind of it's weird, but. Yeah. This is not the end of this. This is only the beginning. Um, it immediately and immediately you're like, oh, this is terrible. We go to commercial. Nine minutes and forty three seconds. This first act felt three or four times longer than that. 
Uh, yeah, it, it's real long. And the rest of these are, are all pretty short. The rest of them are all like three or four minutes. And it's just... It's still... It's it, a thing. Matt, it still feels... I can't say it. Like, every act felt like forever. I felt like I was it, trapped it, that, in this That's episode. also true. So, obviously, uh, Bart having seen Shauna's breasts is uh, traumatic for him. I Probably because of the way in which it happened. Because I can't imagine a 10-year-old boy being like, oh, this is, uh, you know, actually traumatic. Unless it's for other reasons. But... Uh, for Bart, it obviously is. Bart, you haven't touched your mashed potatoes. My breast? What? No! I'm offering you a chicken breast, you boob! Doesn't anyone here realize I'm only ten years old? Bart, no dinner means no dessert. Uh, I'm just not ready for cookies. Because the cookies were the Hershey Kiss cookies that have a little thing that looks like a nipple on the inside. So, obviously, Bart is incredibly traumatized by this. And the family, he doesn't explain to them. They're completely oblivious to this because it, we immediately have to switch back to the B-plot where Homer is taking beer and snacks down to walk on the treadmill. Rob, I don't know about you, but I certainly can't eat or drink anything when I exercise, even if it's just walking. <laughs> so, I drink this water. seems a little suspicious. I drink water. I'm just – I. it doesn't matter, man. I don't know, like, again, I can't, you can't, this is the, this B-plot is impervious to criticism because it's so stupid, it's on, there's nothing here. There's nothing else here. It is literally Homer getting obsessed with a television show that's old. And you're, there's no other plot. There's nothing else going on. It is just fodder. And the treadmill part of it is just completely pointless. Like, it, it ceases to be an issue halfway through. It is, it's at this point where Homer's not walking anymore, and you're like, oh, there's nothing. It's just Homer getting obsessed with a television show. Okay, yeah. cool, thanks. Make some more jokes about Lost. Um, yeah. I want to say, Matt, uh, does Bart mention trauma ever again in this episode? No, uh, the rest of this episode, he is totally fine with what happened and just ignores that it happened. He's more worried, again, is more worried about getting beaten up by Jimbo. Getting worried about, like, this is the only part of this episode where you're like, oh, Bart's a real human. Um, a boy who's confused about, like, the, these feelings uh, and having, you know, had a girl flash him. Um, I don't want this in the episode. First one, I don't want this to be the plot of, like, oh, Bart overcoming trauma being by, like, borderline sexually assaulted. Um, I don't want that in a Simpsons Two, If it was this, it would still be better. If it was Bart dealing with the fact that he's not ready for a girlfriend of like, especially mm -hmm. a girlfriend that is much older than him, that would still be better than what they do. But they just, I, I don't, I, I don't, I, it's all right, all right, it's all right. Don't worry. Uh, like I said, we're going to go back to the Homer plot for a second because Homer is down there sitting in a lawn chair across the treadmill eating popcorn and drinking beer while watching the show. Marge catches him and demands that he either use the treadmill or take it back. And I wanted to capture some of this, but it's so nonsensical, there's no point. It's just their, their conversation makes no sense whatsoever. Marge and Homer, the rest of this episode, Matt, is just Marge going, please stop, and Homer going, no. That's all it is. Yeah. Basically. Uh, but then we go back to the Bart plot uh, where we have a conversation uh, between Bart and Shauna about uh, how Shauna is too good for Jimbo. Hey, Fart Tholomew. You did a sweet job watching my woman yesterday. <laughs> so, what do you want to do now? What any boy would. Push in a puddle and run away. Maybe I should be faithful to Jimbo. He's bought me a lot of gum over the past couple of months. Listen... I could get wedged for this, but Jimbo's a jerk. You can do better. 
Wow, you told me what's best for me. At risk to yourself. Come with me. Shauna, I forgot to grope you goodbye. <laughs> One of the keys here is during the grope goodbye, Shauna is making out with Jimbo while she's uh, scratching Bart's head. And Bart looks pleased with this. I just... <sighs> gross. It's gross on a lot of levels. Gross. It's like if, if this was between adults... Okay, you have something interesting here, but it's between two teenagers and a 10-year-old. Like, no. Weird. Ew. Gross. What are you doing? Yeah. You can't... Like, even at their peak, Matt, the Simpsons would struggle with something like this. And this is... They're at their friggin' nadir. They're terrible. Like, why... You, what do they think they can write an episode about a 10-year-old boy making out with a teenage girl? And, like, this weird, like... Like, they frame it like it's Bart cheating on, like betray betraying like i don't know what this is like what is this episode about like is this supposed to like there's no the, like there's no ethical quandary about it because you're just immediately like why is this happening why am i watching this it's not like oh oh you know it's like a uh, other episodes where bart has a girlfriend or bart is jealous of, of mill like you know bart's friend falls in love things like that this is like weird and gross and you're immediately like what are we why why is this the plot i don't i don't know why did they choose this that's a fantastic question Quest, fantastic I, fantastic question yeah. but what well you know what else matt you know you at least we get the b plot yeah okay about that <laughs> so homer at this point we go back to the b plot homer is still in the basement but he has taken the treadmill back and is now watching the 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 lost parody on and a really old looking TV and what appears to be a VCR but has to actually be a DVD player of some kind. I, I thought he was watching on the internet, but it doesn't matter. Homer is obsessed. He has a little journal notebook full of all the different mysteries that he says. Oh, must po must absolutely be solved at some point. Spoiler alert, Homer. No, they don't. I mean, that's that's that Matt. That is the joke. There is one joke about Lost. Uh -huh. Okay, there is a single joke about Lost. The joke is. They open up a bunch of mysteries. They use the mystery box, and they don't they don't answer all the mysteries. They raise a lot of questions and don't answer all of them. And it felt kind of unsatisfying by the end of the by the end of the show. That's the joke, and they tell that joke about twenty times in this episode. And you're just like, I get it. I watched Lost, guys. I know. We all know. We've all made the joke. We know you're way mm -hmm. late to the party, and you try and like hide it by making it jokes about being late to the party. And you're like, it it's not. There's nothing. What is this? It's filler, Matt. This is filler. That's what this is. Indeed it is. Indeed it is. Uh, so moving along, we go on to a Bart and Shauna montage of them doing a whole bunch of stuff together. Because I guess uh, Jimbo is too busy to actually hang out with his girlfriend, uh, but demands that she be escorted at all times. Uh, but at the end of this montage, we see Bart and Shauna kissing under the water in the pool. Because they have progressed their relationship to the point now where they are effectively dating or something along those lines. Uh, but unfortunately for Bart, Jimbo sees this and pulls Bart out of the pool and uh, starts beating him up. Uh, there's a bit about Jimbo wearing a wool beanie because Jimbo is balding. He is so old as a teenager, quote unquote, uh, that he is already balding. And isn't that hilarious? I think I, this is, is is this act also where the uh, the lifeguard crap is. Yeah, this uh, this is a big lifeguard bit here at the end of the segment. Yeah. Yeah, it takes way too long. It's about rules of the lifeguard station and this lifeguard not understanding that he can't. He doesn't know how to enforce rules that aren't written down on the sign. That's the joke. Um, this whole montage, Bart and Sean are kissing, making out over and over again. Like, it's just 
they are like there's and it's this is uh, I believe this is the Simon and Garfunkel song they use as like the montage. There's references to um, different you know movies with the uh, like, uh, the Graduate Midnight Cowboy are here, Matt. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, of course. I mean those adult movies about like. Uh, you know, power and balance in relationships and prostitution and sex work. Great time to use those references in a bit about a teenage girl making out with a prepubescent boy. I, what is wrong with the Simpsons writers? That is my question, Matt. Is it, what is wrong with them? What is wrong? They have ideas for jokes and they fit them into the plot. However, they feel like they can, and that is the best they can do. What is the joke here, Matt? I mean, the Joker references and, hey, isn't it funny that kids are doing this when it should be adults? Like, ugh. I don't, Matt, see, that's the thing. I don't think they're writing, trying to write jokes, Matt. I think they're trying to write, like, a romantic arc. They don't, I think they're, they don't, if they're they not. they are, I'm not seeing it. Matt, that is entirely my point. They don't know how to do that. And they do yep. it, and they decided to do that with a 10-year-old boy and, like, a 14, 15-year-old girl, however old Shauna is. Um, but they are making out, and there's never any, like, we don't get scenes where, like, and I guess it's better that they don't, that Bart is just enthusiastic. But he's 10. He doesn't know what, what's going on. And it's just entirely icky, entirely gross, entirely weird. And they present it as this adult romantic relationship when neither of these people are adults and Shauna maybe unknowingly is being predatory. I don't know. It's not a thing that the Simpsons can handle. If they, if there's, this was like a literary novel written by a really smart person, a great writer and was exploring like these, this strange relationship between a teenage girl and a 10 year old boy. Okay. Then I take it, you know, it's, it's, it's supposed to be delving into this world of weirdness and ickiness and grossness. This is the Simpsons. Why are they doing this? Um, I, I do like, I would like to remind the audience that Bart, what he's worried about right now is still Jimbo beating him up. That is still his concern at this point. Uh, yeah, sorry. I forgot to say we go to a commercial after all the lifeguard hijinks. Lifeguard hijinks, hilarious. Bart's running away. Bullies are chasing him. Um, he's trying to get home. And Mar- and I hope you guys like this. This is the rest of this episode. We're at fourteen minutes and forty six seconds. And for the next seven minutes, this is going to be the episode. Is basically Bart running away from bullies and trying to hide. That's all there is. There's nothing else in this episode except for some really bad cutaways to the B plot. Um, Marge encourages the, the bullies to hang out because he she wants Bart to play with other kids that aren't Millhouse. Um, they go to the comic book store to hide. Comic book guy gets angry at Shana, so turns them in. Then they have a flame war, Matt. Uh, yeah. I don't think the people who wrote this know what I flame war is I'm, I'm sure they do know what a flame war is Matt. i don't want to watch it that's really all it is i don't really care about mm-hmm. if comic book guy having a flame war with a teenage girl um there could be a point like i mean you could make the joke about comic book guy obviously is picking fights with teenagers online that's a thing that would he would definitely do but it's more about i don't want to watch it no interest in watching this on my Simpsons television program, and it takes up like a minute of them going back and forth on their phones typing. And there's no jokes here. 
it's just them typing on their phones. Like, and I don't understand. No joke. It's just stuff. You're just watching it. Um, we cut. So they're gonna. They're at the comic book store. They've been turned in, so they have to leave. I guess. Um, comic book guy loses the flame war. If you're curious. We cut to the Simpsons house again, where Homer is having a discussion group about this, the Lost parody and with Mo, Lenny, and Carl. They have all seen it, um, and Mo, and Homer hasn't finished it yet, and so he's being a jerk about them, quote-unquote, spoiling it to him. Thank you all for coming to my stranded discussion group. Hey, I love that show. Wasn't it awesome when Colonel Darkwater... Fa- Spoiler alert! I've only seen up to Season 3, Episode 17, Coconut Cream Dye. So you don't know that Season 5 was a complete wank. Spoiler! Homer, calm down. It's not like any of this stuff really took place. Spoiler! Homer, for God's sakes, I'm trying to put Maggie to sleep. Oh, I'm sorry, sweetie. It's a strandy discussion group. Yes, it is. We discuss why airplane go crash, crash, but people don't die, die. You want to know what happens on your stupid show? Firstly, the mysterious island is 15 miles from Long Beach. Also, Doorway 3 led to hell, despite the series creator's repeated insistence it did not lead to hell. And the entire strandiverse is a piece of gravel in a cosmic kitty litter box. <gasps> Thanks, Marge. You ruined my show. Now I'm going to give you a spoiler about our marriage. It's not great right now. (gasps) Well, since this is a discussion group, uh, let's discuss. I think they're having a spat. I'd say it's more of a tip. (sighs) Oh, so I'm a moron, am I? Fellas, fellas, I know where this is going. Give me all your weapons now. Now it's time to talk about what Carl wants. I appreciate your sigh in the middle of a clip. But... <laughs> sorry, sorry. I, I just, I, oh my God, it's so tough. <laughs> so now we're not talking about this fake show anymore. Now we're talking about Homer being a, a jerk about being this fake show. So he's arguing with Marge, which leads to Lenny, Mo, and Carl arguing about them arguing. What are we watching? What is this? I don't know, Robbie. It, it, it seems to be a bad sitcom. Certainly not The Simpsons. We go to our final commercial, 18 minutes and 29 seconds. Uh, don't worry, this is going to be real quick, because there are literally two scenes to this. Uh, first of all, uh, we see we start out with Bart and Shauna hiding in the treehouse uh, to you know get away from Jimbo and the gag. Oh, man, they have every entrance covered. You'd have to be a Navy SEAL to get in or out. Hello, lovebirds. Whoa! What are you doing here? I've been following your storyline from afar, Bart, waiting for that inevitable point where you get into trouble you couldn't get out of. Perhaps I could broker a settlement. Well, that's my boyfriend, but he's a wad. And your brother's not a wad. He's a dink on the road to doofus. Here, here. Ow. The lamb has returned to the slaughter. Whoa, you should write that down, man. I'll remember it. I don't think Shauna should choose any of you. Shauna should choose Shauna. Your older sister's right, Bart. You don't want me? I want to find out who I am. And that's something only an inappropriately older man can tell me. Well, that is one lucky, creepy guy. Risha, are you out there in your slippers? Come inside. Well, Bart, I guess that's our cue to skedaddle. Not so fast, Simpson. Uh, What was that thing I was going to do to him? Told you you should have written it down. If I wrote down everything you told me to write down, I'd have no time for punching. Whoa, you should write that down, man. 
So, yes, at this point, the Bart plot is wrapped up with a, uh, I don't want to say it's a deus ex machina, but maybe a deus ex Lisa, uh, or sorry, a Lisa ex machina, my bad, got my Latin wrong, uh, where she just suggests that, hey, maybe Shauna shouldn't be with either of you because one of you is freaking 10 and the other is Jimbo, who's a jerk. And that wraps up the plot. Easy peasy. Just going to dust our hands and call it a day. I mean, they, get, they do slide in a nice joke about uh, Shauna going to be dating some, you know, creepy older man. Creepy like, older oh, man. Yeah, well, obviously. Great. Thanks, guys. Really. What is the. Are, do you. What is wrong with this? I'm going to say it again. What is wrong with the Simpsons writers? I wish I knew, Robbie. Why? I, they Why? think things are, that are funny that just absolutely are not. What is wrong with. Okay. Sorry. So, uh, uh, we then get the resolution of the March Homer plot, where Homer uh, is no longer watching the show, but he goes into the bedroom where Marge, the aggrieved party in this, has decorated everything to look like it's the island from Stranded, uh, and him and Marge make up. And that's the end. Yep. Mm -hmm. So, their argument about Homer being obsessed with an old television show ends with Marge apologizing. Yes. After Homer was a complete moron for the entire episode. <sighs> Correct. Okay. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know what to say about this episode. It's, uh, it, it is, it, it does, it ticks a lot of boxes, Matt. All right. Um, it's boring. <laughs> a lot of the bad episode boxes. It ticks a lot of boxes. It's boring. It feels like it takes on, like it takes forever to get to, like, it's 20 minutes long. It felt like three hours. I felt like I was sitting through, like, you know, like Schindler's List. Um, it uh, has Jerk Homer in it, obnoxious, uh, unfunny Homer, Captain Wacky Homer in it. He's in there. Uh, it's, it's not racist, okay? It's not transphobic. It's not homophobic, but is it terribly uh, inappropriate and disgusting and gross? So there's that. Uh, with uh, a t- uh, you know a teenage girl just you know entering in a relationship with Bart who's ten, um, so that it, that you know it's how I'm not, I don't know if I'm offended by it I am definitely grossed out by it. Um, mm-hmm. It doesn't really it's not coherent really I don't really know what there's what's at stake you know like what's the conflict here that Bart continued dating or having an affair I guess with this teenage girl. The conflict is getting beaten up by Jimbo and the other bullies. I guess is the that, word. that's the closest one. Yeah, that's the stakes. And you're like, no, well, no one at all in this episode thinks, oh, this is inappropriate. No one at any point says that. No one st- steps in and goes like, hey, why don't you all do that? You know, adult figure just goes, hey, let's. No one sits down with Sean, like we don't get like Marge even going to sit down with Sean and like, you shouldn't do that, girl. Like I'm not. I'm gonna stop you. Like that, there. It's it's Bart's mom. Like that. Like, but again, Matt, that's not a scene I actually want in a Simpsons episode because I don't want this to be a plot line in a Simpsons episode. Um, this thing should not exist. We'll rank it at the end of the show. Robbie, is this episode incredibly horribly broken? And we should just burn it in the fire. Wait a second, Matt. Just give me a second. I need to go to my other folder with all my sounds. No, you were right the first time with that quick fix idea. Let's see, quick fix, quick fix. Ah. I, I, I just said this episode should not exist. There's no part of it that should be a Simpsons episode. None of this. None of this it should exist. Like, we should just forget this ever happened. Like, this is it. This is an, an inexplicable episode to me, Matt, because 
if you are a writer, like you're part of the creative staff of The Simpsons, producer, writer, director of an episode, whatever. I mean, the, I can't blame the director. The director is given a job, and they try and make the episode the best they can, but they don't write the show. Um, even a voice actor. You, does no one go, well, the A plot is icky, and the B plot doesn't need to exist? Does no one step in and say, let's not do any part of this? That's the, that's, that's the, the, this is like, why, how did this get to this point? They, they, they spent hundreds of man hours on this, you know, after the writing staff who, you know, farted out a script on a, on a napkin or a piece of toilet paper or something. And then they handed that in, but and they had to animate this. They had to do voice act. They had to, all the voice actors had to get work. They had to, they had to, you know, do table reads and that, that's a lot of work. And they, no one went, Hey, Hey, you know, maybe don't do this. No, this isn't maybe meet our standard of quality. <sighs> no. Okay. We're not fixing yep. it. Uh, it shouldn't exist. The white, we're going to, don't worry. We will fire this into the sun and then will be the last time we ever talk about it at length. Um, we can move on to our next segment. It's time for comments of the news group. Okay. Here we are. Alt.nerd.obsessive. Comments of the news group is where I ask our patrons to leave their thoughts on the episode after they, re- after they watch it. Uh, I'm sorry. It's one of those weeks where I apologize to our supporters and listeners um, because they watched it and left you know, very thoughtful reviews. Um, first from Tim. The Good. One, it seems we're in a phase where there was a competition to come up with the most artistic couch gag ever. But otherwise, number one, how is it possible that the bullies, particularly Jimbo, are so boring here? Number two, Jerk Homer seems to have made a rebound. Number three, just hours later... I can't remember much of the plot. Number four, what others have said below. I'm not sure what I was paying attention to while watching this episode. Obviously, it wasn't that captivating. Number 449, not canon. Yeah, we're going to get to the... I hope you all are ready for some criticism. From Dara, up until Shauna Flash Bart, it was a fine, if not boring, episode. After that, though, it all came crashing down. Homer had no problem running while watching. Why not continue that story and have him get in shape until he gets depressed at the ending of the show and then go on a gluttonous binge only for Marge to success a new show leading to a romantic ending? All right, because a one-scene fight totally warrants a sexy ending. Why not have Lisa become Shauna's friend using a voice of wisdom for her to leave Jimbo only for Bart to worry the boys will revenge on the Simpsons kids? All right, because we need a montage of a 10-year-old making out with her. I forced a laugh at one point to try and make the episode better. It did not stick. The artistic yet slightly uncomfortable couch gag is the only thing worthy in this episode. Someone asked on Reddit, when did The Simpsons go from creating pop culture to chasing it? And 95% of this episode is the latter to that question. 12th best episode of season 23. I don't know or even care at this point. There you go. Darn. You got to let go of the, <laughs> of the ego of the id. You just got to settle down into nothing. Um, from JJ. This episode is so wrong-headed, it starts out fine. The first act is almost charming, with decent jokes, and a sweet flash-forward of Homer and Marge as an old couple. Oh, we forgot about that, man. That is, I was, That's I kinda, true. That, I, that was actually kind of cute. That was a very nice scene that lasts for about 10 seconds, and then we're immediately bombarded with, you know, uh, borderline sexual assault. Uh, continuing, and if the plot had just stayed out, uh, stayed about Jimbo forcing Bart to chaperone Shauna and Bart helping her see that Jimbo isn't good enough for her, then that would be fine. But it goes in an awkward and unpleasant direction from the moment Shauna flashes Bart. It's unclear how old Shauna is, but she's old enough to make their relationship extremely inappropriate. In fact, the episode only briefly acknowledges at first by how uncomfortable Bart initially is after seeing her breasts. The story had then stayed focused on how Bart wasn't ready for this and fully explored how what Shauna did was wrong. That would be at least be something, albeit a little too dark and upsetting for The Simpsons. But reality is brushed aside, and the story falls apart with no satisfying re- resolution. 
Not expected to care about Bart, as the writers clearly don't. He's a punching bag. While Shauna, the borderline child groomer, is made out to be the victim of both Bart and Jimbo. Even Lisa, the most intelligent and compassionate character on the show, sides with her brother's abuser and leaves him at the mercy of Jimbo for a fate he does not deserve. Do you imagine the reaction of the writers of this same story with Lisa and Jimbo? This was gross and disappointing, like an evil version of New Kid on the Block. Feels so bad for Bart. Amen. Oh, please don't compare this to New Kid on the Block. That just makes me sad. They <laughs> said an evil version of that. Yeah, that's right. From Tauschen, this episode reminds me I stopped watching this show. The characters keep flip-flopping between being corrupt a-holes to incompetent morons. There's a lot of disturbing implications for how the show treats victims who aren't straight white women and suspects who are. Wait, this isn't Law & Order SVU. It's The Simpsons. Did the writers feel that they were being too tame the first time they had a 15-year-old take advantage of Bart? For those who don't understand just how horrendous this episode truly is, let's change Bart and Shonda to Lisa and Jimbo. After exposing himself and then forcing himself into Lisa, Jimbo decided to date her behind his girlfriend's back, forget him being treated as a real victim when he ever see him again. I've also noticed that Bart's family has this annoying habit of taking his abusers aside when he's in trouble. It, I, 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 we're, I, we're, this is the what probably fifth or sixth time that I'll say, what is wrong with the writers of The Simpsons? I wish I knew. I mean, at this point, I just think they're old. Like, well, I, I don't even <laughs> know if it's all the writers, but the, there's at least a contingent who seems to be in charge who are old as hell and think, oh, it'd be so hot for an older woman to come on to me when I was a kid. Screw you. <sighs> this is the only writer for Ben Joseph as a person, right? This is the only episode he ever wrote. Mm. Well, good. 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 From Derek. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Ew? Seriously, what were they doing? The bullies are so obviously the show's analog for teenagers, held back and still at elementary school, but teenagers nonetheless. It's also true of the abysmal zombie Simpsons character, Shauna. Having her flesh and make out with a 10-year-old child would be so disturbing if it weren't so interminably dull. But of course it's dull, because Al Jean is still at the helm for his 10th solo year in a row. I wonder if Mike Reese used him as some kind of makeshift desk for his computer when he was showrunner for seasons 3 and 4. <laughs> because I haven't seen anything in a long time that would suggest this is even the same show. This is awful. There's nothing good about this. It's just lame as well. Binge watch plotline with done-to-death jokes about a show that ended two years prior to this. Genuinely, what are you doing? Are they all having a collective stroke, or what is going on? How can no one have an ounce of self-awareness about the slop they're coming up with? And the humor, or what little there is, is purporting itself to be humor, is pure amateur hour. What's-her-face is going to spout some still to the line about Jennifer Anderson films, and then you see the poster for said film. I can guarantee you her films are better than this. This is shameful in every respect. Derek out. Drops the mic drop. From, <laughs> from R. Chillingworth. Sadly, this episode isn't that shocking considering the content of season 18's atrocious Little Big Girl and Trias of Heart 22's In the Navy. Navi. Seasons 4's Charming New Kid on the Block is a polar opposite, which I appreciate now more than ever. The initial discomfort Bart has is clearly abandoned to make room for more child abuse and weak parodies of other media. I note that Shauna features prominently in the season 33 episode as a mentor to Lisa, which could have been okay if this Shauna Bart episode didn't exist. Shauna's age remains unclear, if not downright inconsistent. There is a scene in season 25 where she makes out with Gil. I can't tell if Shauna making out with people, whether it be Gil, Jimbo, or a little kid, is supposed to be funny. But it's just stressing in a way that belongs in a Yorkos... <laughs> Yorkos Lanthimos film, not The Simpsons. That's very good. As a former teenage girl, the idea of being in that life stage and having a romantic, sexually charged relationship with a 10-year-old is abhorrent. This isn't the first episode where a teenager takes advantage of Bart, but the fact that Lisa has never been in the same position makes it clear what the writers think about this kind of relationship. As others have said, a similar episode with her and Jimbo likely will even be allowed to air. Wish they'd gotten to Shauna dealing with Jimbo's controlling behavior. And if Bart started acting like him towards her, but platonically, it could have been an interesting take on troubling aspects of male socialization. 
<laughs> we're not done. I had to look up the Yorgos Lanthimos thing, but yes, that is funny. <laughs> Matt doesn't. Matt doesn't know. <laughs> Matt, Matt's not a Yorgos guy, I guess. Uh, finally, no, so- I, I actually enjoy. I, I didn't really enjoy the lobster, but I enjoyed um, the favorite and uh, poor things quite a bit. Uh, I just didn't know that that they, he was the director for those. So yes, this this would fit in there. You didn't like the lobster? Not really. No, I thought it was fun. It's I mean fun in a very disturbing way. Um, for yeah. Max, I mean that's basically all his movies. I think they're very fun in a very disturbing way. <laughs> yeah. From Max, finally from Max. First off, these weird openings are just bizarre. Homer's affair with that couch left me scratching my head. Many times I feel like Krusty saying, what the hell was that? I felt, I felt guilty with you guys having the pain of watching the shows for the podcast, so I started watching them with you. I wish I waited a week. There is a good story in here somewhere, but the main problem is Bart is 10 and Shauna is a teenager. When she flashed Bart and then the breast-shaped food montage, I knew this was going to be a bad episode. I kept yelling at the screen, he's 10. The Lost Treadmill subplot was just dull and boring. Tossing a Ralph Wiggum car crash and you have a very subpar episode. Not terrible, just not any good. I did like the use of April Come She Will by Simon and Garfunkel, but still, Barty's 10. He should not be making out. That's the thing. They, I, The Simon and Garfunkel song is... It, that is the that is the... Hey, I use, we use this song over a conflicting romantic relationship with adults. Not a teenage girl and a 10-year-old boy. Oh boy, um, I'm thankful that sometimes I'm really thankful that I can read the you know the reviews from the listeners and I go, oh, we aren't crazy. We're not crazy people. Mm-hmm. We're watching the show just like everyone, and we all feel similar. Um, that's it. If you want to join our cavalcade of calamity, our parade of pain, support the Patreon at any level. Patreon.com/slash The Simpsons Show. We can move on to our next segment. It's time for listener question of the week. Let's try one more number. Yellow. KBBL is going to give me something stupid. Well, hot dog, we have a wiener. Yellow. Our listener question of the week this week is, what is your favorite Barney quote? Lots and lots of answers, man. We got, we, they came out in droves for, the, for this. Well, Barney has a lot of great quotes. He has a so, lot of great uh, quotes. Matt, Matt. I have to take a break in the middle of this for, for a drink, is my lord. <laughs> Matt, take it away. <sighs> All right, first up from Matt, not me. Just hook it to my veins. Next up from Dara. Thanks a lot, Dara. <clears throat> I should have stretched my voice before this. Buy me a beer, two bucks a glass. Come on, help me, I'm freezing my ass. Buy me brandy, a snifter of wine. Who am I kidding? I'll drink turpentine. Of course, that'd be the week I'm sick. All right. Next up from Derek. I laugh without fail at the barflies, bewilderingly obviously obvious ra- oblivious racism in much of poo about nothing. Barney's caper of incoherent nonsense after they ain't even bothered to learn themselves. The language is pitch perfect. You said it, Barn. Uh, from Zach. Homer on the phone. You got to help me, Barney. I'm in jail. Whoa. Hey, go to the window. Hi, your neighbor. I can see you. <laughs> Waves at Homer in jail across the street. Homer. Just get over here and bring 50 bucks for bail. 50 bucks. What'd you do? Kill a judge? That was season two, Robbie? Old uh-huh. school right there. Is it? I think so. I thought that was uh I thought that was the dumbbell indemnity. Really? I mm. thought so. We'll, we'll check Frankiac. You might be right. I thought it was dumbbell indemnity. I know that is one fish, two fish, blowfish, blue fish. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That's really early. All right. From Timothy, your infatuation is based on a physical attraction. Talk to the woman and you realize you have nothing in common. Yes, technically it's from a bar knifing, but still good advice. <laughs> I mean, yeah. 
It's very good advice uh, from Aaron. In Homer Alone, there's just something about how he makes his omelets with two kinds of cheese that gets me every time. <laughs> mm, I want an omelet, damn it. Uh, from Andy, I don't know where you Magic Pixies come from, but I like your Pixie drink. Oh, Boy Scouts in the hood. Uh, from Tim, Barney's interaction with David Crosby. David Crosby, you're my hero. Oh, you like my music? You're a musician? <laughs> uh, from Infinite Gur 4927, give him the breathalyzer always rings in my head. Followed up with, you think you can get this home? Sure thing, giant beer. But Barney's concerned about the quantity of beer at the poker game is a favorite. Homer, I'm worried about the beer supply. After this case and the other case, there's only one case left. Followed by Barney supporting his own word. Yeah, yeah, Barney's right. Well, let's drink some more beer. Yeah, hey, what about some beer? Yeah, Barney's right. Alas, too often I've needed to feign my own support. <laughs> uh, from Real Insanity. This is between Barney and Wade Boggs. Barney, and I say that England's, England's greatest prime minister was Lord Palmerston. Boggs. Pitt the Elder. Lord Palmerston. Pitt the Elder. Okay, you asked for it, Boggs. Barney proceeds to knock Wade Boggs out. Yeah, that'll show him, Barn. Uh, Moe says, Pitt the Elder in a dismissive way. Barney responds, Lord Palmerston. I mean, Barney's objectively in the wrong here, but whatever. Uh, from uh, Psychomoria. Matt, 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 Matt. Might makes right. What? <laughs> I mean, when it comes to the greatest prime minister, that's probably true. I mean, a lot of people have been knocked out in the, in the, on the floor of parliament, so, you know. No one's been beaten to, uh, to almost death with a, a cane, though, so the Congress has that on them. The U.S. Congress, specifically. Next up, from Psychomorium. Don't cry for me, I'm already dead. Aw, from Pucahontas. <laughs> from Gonzo the Great 93. David Crosby, you're my hero. Oh, you like my music? You're a musician? Honorable mention to Barney even being present for this all-time exchange. Hey, Barney, what'll it be? I'd like a beer, Mo. Uh, Barney's girlfriend. I'd like a single plum floating perfume served in a man's hat. Here you go. That sounds like one of the most awful things I've ever heard in my life, but Whatever. <sighs> Uh, from friend of the show, Andrew Bloom. I didn't prick up on this, and I didn't pick up on this until we did the episode together. But in Itchy and Scratchy and Poochie, when the Simpsons' friends and well wishers gather at their home to watch Homer's debut, debut, you can hear Barney telling one of the other barflies, "You know, Poochie's based on me." <laughs> now that line tickles my funny bone every time. Oh man, how have I never noticed that? Thank you, Andrew. <laughs> uh, from Mix Worried Four Twenty Eight. Barney, when I first heard about the operation, I was against it. But then I thought, if Homer wants to be a woman, so be. Barney, I'm not getting a sex change. What? Well, then what the hell am I supposed to do with this jumbo thong bikini? <laughs> oh, that's a good one. Uh, from Yes, I Would, Kent. How Barney says, I like it to all of Homer's name suggestions for Moe's new restaurant. How about Chairman Moe's Magic Walk? I like it. Mm, nah, I want something that says people can have a nice, relaxing time. I got it. Madman Moe's Pressure Cooker. I like it. Hey, how about Uncle Moe's Family Feedback? I hate it. <laughs> I'm with you, Barney. That's obviously the, the worst one. Although apparently from that exchange, we learned that uh, Barney does rather enjoy aging cooking between the pressure cooker and the wok. <sighs> from, and finally from Peon 2, now where's me toothpick? <laughs> Robbie, what is your answer? <laughs> hey, Homer, I'm worried about the beer supply. After this case and the other case, there's only one case left. It's good. Very good. It's good. It's, it's very, very good. Now what's your answer? I mean, I'm not going to sing it again, but Barney's song in Supercalifragilisticexpialidocious uh, is just absolutely wonderful. I sing it all the time, despite not being a drinker or, as far as I know, ever being drunk in a gutter. Or having drunk turpentine. Or having drunk turpentine. turpentine. Drunk in turpentine? Drink in the turpentine. Having drunk Past participles. Mm -hmm. Next week's question, what's your favorite quote from the bullies? 
We're going to keep this train rolling. Keep quote yeah. train. Quote trains. Uh, the quotes, the only thing that bring me joy anymore in these episodes. So we're just going to keep doing them. I post this on our, our subreddit, which is r the Slim r slash the Simpson Show. The link in the show notes. Uh, uh, you can email us at simpsonsshowpod at gmail.com, or you can find the thread at our Patreon, patreon.com slash the Simpson Show. It's public. Anyone can answer there. Can we move on to our next segment? It's time for the No Google Trivia Challenge. I am too smart. I am too smart. S-M-R-T. I mean S-M-A-R-R-T. The No Google Trivia Challenge where men and I each challenge each other with three trivia questions. One easy, one medium, and one hard, and try to stump the other. I have a four-point lead on Matt. Mm, yeah, I know, I know. I'm not happy about this. We're, we're whittling down the episodes until the end of the season, Matt. I'm going to get my first streak going. Two wins in a row. It's going to happen. I'm if saying you say it. so, we'll see. It, or you, I, we will play this clip after my ignominious defeat. Ignominious. Ignominious defeat, like I said. Uh, ignominious defeat. That's how you say it, Matt. Mm-hmm. It, yeah. And uh, then you'll I'll be ashamed forever. Uh, Matt, are you ready for an easy question? I am ready. In Mayored to the Mob, Homer gets what new job? Uh, he is the mayor's bodyguard. That's true. Correct. All right. Your easy question. In Natural Born Kissers, what airborne conveyance do Homer and Marge steal from Gil when they get caught having sex in public? Uh, hot air balloon? You are correct. Airborne conveyance? Yep. You Mr. Burns? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes I am. Okay. Um, in Married to the Mob, what is the thousand dollar movie the family is watching at the beginning of the episode? Oh, God. Um, oh, oh, that's the one where they're, they start out uh, watching Titanic, right? I need the full title, Matt. Roger Corman's Titanic? Is that your final answer? Yes. You're correct. Oh, yes. I hate you. All right. I know. I know. Your medium question. What are the names of the pigs at the farm where Homer and Marge get caught having sex in the barn? How many are there? There are two. Two pigs. That's what I thought. Um, The stupid farmer comes out, pokes them with pitchforks. Is it? I can't be right. I don't know why this popped in my head, Matt. I have no other guess, so this is why I'm just going to say it. Porgy and Bess. I'm sorry. Uh, it is Teresa and Steve. Okay. That's, I, that was my, like, I don't, Porgy and Bess, like, I feel like the Simpsons have referenced that at some point. Maybe it's just because the first, the name is Porgy, and I think of Pork. But uh, Teresa and Steve? Why Teresa and mm-hmm. Steve? I don't know. Okay. Inexplicable. You're a hard question, Matt. Whose names do we see on the bodyguard trainee's personal melons? The personal. Oh, yeah, that's right. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm going to say, like, Sting, Madonna. How many are there? Four. Four. Okay, Sting and Madonna. I want to say Oprah and... I don't know. Uh, Madonna. Uh, George Bush. I don't know. You're sort of you're on the right track, Matt, because you got two out. Of, you got two out of four. Um, okay. Madonna and Sting are two of them, um, and the third is Al Gore, not George. Bush. Oh, okay. Wrong the, politician. But gotcha. the fourth is not. You're not close. Ann Landers is the fourth. Ann Landers. What? Homer's 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 melon is Ann Landers that he has half eaten um, before they can even start. 
Okay. If you say so. If you say so. All right. Uh, this, Robbie, is a very special question for you. Oh, God. In the very beginning of Natural Born Kissers, Homer and Marjorie are for a date, and Homer puts on a suit and finds a program for an event in the pocket. What event is the program for? Frank Grimes' funeral. Son of a... Oh! Should have known. Should have known. I had to. I, I had to think about it for a second, Matt, but mm-hmm. I, I I thought, wait a minute, because that is that is the kind of callback joke that I appreciate. Yes, that is I mean, the kind of ref- like if you're going to make a reference to an older episode, that is the way you do it. You make a very it subtle, is. like a very subtle thing that only if you have to have seen that episode to understand it. So it's a nice little Easter egg for us super, you know, the super fans, quote unquote, the diehards. And but it's not over the top, and it doesn't drive the action of the entire episode. It is just like, hey, and it, and it direct and it, and it adds to the humor of of both episodes because you're immediately like, oh, Homer just completely forgot about Frank Grimes after the fact. He doesn't think about Frank at all. And you're like, oh, that's even deepens it. Yeah. Well, you know, Matt, I there's a brief moment today where I was like, oh no, Matt has narrowed the lead. Maybe <laughs> maybe then. Then, you know, I am obviously a very smart, genius, a brilliant man who mm-hmm. pulled that answer. I flew too too close to the sun this week. Should have known you didn't you'd remember uh Frank Grimes. I you I Matt, you didn't I should say you you're the reason I got I think you if you hadn't said you had you did fly too close to the sun because if you hadn't said this is a very special question. Yeah, I, I don't know. think I would have pulled. I might not have pulled it. I might have done so. I might have thought about something else. But when you said very special. I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Um, I have five, five point lead on Matt uh, going into mm-hmm. our last, I believe, four episodes of the season. One, two, three, four, four more episodes. Gotta hold on, hold on. I can do it. That's it for trivia. We can move on to our final segment. The segment we in every single episode is time for best episode ever. Best episode ever. Best episode ever is a part show where men and I rank the episodes categorically as we watch them chronologically, eventually compile a list of every episode ever and how good they are. Who boy. Who boy, Matt. Yeah, I know. I'm just like, all right, my squirrel wheel is going to get a workout this week. All right, so let's start with the worst episode of season 23 so far, which is politically inept with Homer. No, wait, no. Exit to the Quickie Mart is the worst episode of season 23 so far. I think this is worse than that. It is worse than it is worse than that. It is worse than Crook and Ladder. It is worse than Homer the Waffer. It is worse than the yeah. Blue and the Gray. It is worse than Smoke on the Daughter. We're starting to get there. Um, yeah, yeah. Bart Mangled Banner, the Dixie Chick episode where the Simpsons get kicked out for being unpatriotic. That's pretty bad. We're on the road to Doware. Uh, which one is that one? <laughs> Do you expect me to remember? Homer, Bart goes to some camp and Homer's going to go to Vegas, but then can't go because Bart is on the no Oh, because he had to take list. Bart with him. Yeah, that one's real bad. Okay. Whew. And Homer runs down a horse with his car and... yeah. Yeah, I don't. That's I. Okay. I don't even, Matt. I literally don't remember this. Like I don't Neither remember do I. this episode. I mean, I remember it vaguely. It's like, oh, Bart pulls a prank, and then he has to go to some like military type camp in the middle of nowhere, and the only he's not allowed to fly because he's on the no fly list. So Homer has to take him there instead of going to Vegas with his friends. Here, here's Matt. This is what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start from the. I'm going the. I'm gonna go the opposite tact. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna look at. I'm going to start from the bottom and say what episodes this. This is better than okay. This is better okay. than Kill the Alligator and Run. This okay. is better than Missionary Impossible. 
Correct. This is better than... I like how you just say correct. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. it's verifiable. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. we, Google Guy Pan. This is better than that. Okay. I because I I I do remember I remember how bad Google Guy Pan is even despite the fact it's from season sixteen. Then Flaming Mo, which is when Mo fakes pre- pretends that he's gay when he's not. Um, this is we're getting close. Um, I think this is better than that, not by much, but it is better. Yeah. Then above that is My Pods and Boomsticks. Like, That's the the I, redneck one where Lisa is a Wiccan, or I don't remember it at all. Um. Oh, it's that one, Bashir. It's when we get, um, yeah, a Muslim boy. Oh, that one. That's right. And where at least gets okay. So no, it is not the one I was thinking of. I think this. Oh, is, this yeah. is better than my buds and boomsticks. Yeah, I'm yeah. gonna say that this is worse than stop or my dog will shoot. Yeah, I remember that one as being not that terrible. It was being pretty damn no, bad. It's terrible, but this is just worse. That's I'm not I I'm not going to give any kind words. This is the pits. All right, everything yeah. below basically Bart Mangled Banner. Everything below this is the absolute pits. It is the worst The Simpsons has to offer uh, for a variety of reasons. But almost all of these, like when I say this, this episode ticks a lot of boxes. This is what I mean. All of these episodes aren't bad in just one way. They're bad in multiple ways. They find new ways to be bad. And that is what this episode does. It finds a new way to be bad. Um, I would say this is a a new number. I would put this at new number 467, Matt. Right between Stop or My Dog Will Shoot and My Pods and Boomsticks. I'm good with that. Let's throw it down there and never look at it again. The only also, time... Also, it's obviously... No, Matt, we're not done. We're not there yet. Okay, slow down. One thing at a time. Always racing. You got to slow down, Matt. Okay, you got to enjoy life. You got to be present while we rank these terrible episodes. (laughs) Okay. Uh, So that's Beware My Cheating Bart, a new number 467 on 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 our overall list. Why is this not? Why is this sheet not cheating? Um. Right below, stop on my dog will shoot. Right above my paws in boomsticks. It is now the lowest rated episode of season 23 so far. It is literally 10 from the bottom. 10 from the bottom. It is a new number 276 on the post golden years ranking. Now, Matt, now we can segue into the question we must ask about every episode on this list. Do we shoot this episode out of the cannon? The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! The cannon! I, I, Matt, every so often we run into episodes that I do wish that we could erase from existence. This is, this one is definitely them. one of them. This is one of them. I wish this didn't exist. This is the best we can do, and that is we can fire the cannon. <laughs> Goodbye. Yep. Gone happily. Goodbye. Um, when the only time we'll ever talk about it again is when we are comparing it to another really, 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 really bad episode. That's all we're going to do. Uh, we can move up to the top of our list as we work our way down, eventually answering the same question about every episode of the list. We are now, we're now, now at number 178. I'm with Cupid. Oh, I'm with Cupid. I'm with Cupid. Okay. It's a te- hmm. season 10. Yep. It's, it's uh, Pooh doing all the... the Wonderful things from Manjula. We've got Elton John as a guest star. <sighs> it's fun. 
It's fun. It's interesting. I mean, I, I don't think there's any reason to kick it out of the canon. No, I, I think that's this is we have entered the era that we're we're into. This is might be the end of the solidly good episodes, Matt. We're going to we're going to start entering in yeah. almost all these episodes now are either season 10, 12, 13, 11 Scully year episodes, the better Scully year episodes or the better Scully year episodes and the worst uh, of the golden years. Yes. Yeah. Of like the dull, like season two and season one episodes that are kind of boring or the animation's janky season three that are kind of the weird season threes or fours. That's all that's left of the golden years. Really some season nines and ones in here. Uh, you know, that's all that's left of the golden years that are, I would, you know, definitely not in my favorites lists. Um, and now we're entering the eras where like, Oh, it's a scholar episode. It's really funny. It's kind of, it's kind of insane and weird. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with Cupid has its heart in the right place for the most part. It's funny. And it's mostly about just a poo trying to do the right thing and be sweet to Manjula and like a bunch of madcap humor. Like, I, and when we were reviewing this, Matt, I think we went, oh, this is fun. It's kind of silly. It's not really realistic. And we kind of didn't like that. But at this point, I would take the realism of I'm with Cupid seven days a week compared to what we've been watching lately. Um, yeah. Because, oh, for sure. Yeah. it's it. Yeah. They have Elton John in a cage by the end of it. I don't care. I don't care. I, I, I would take it way many more times over this. Um, and it, it definitely stays in the canon. I think these are the episodes where I think this discussion is more interesting because a lot of these episodes for the top half of this, mo- most of the, we've, everything we've done from the top down is always like, of course it belongs. Um, and these are more interesting. It's because when we go like, oh, well, there's that, they, and they have flaws, obvious flaws where you're like, oh, I don't like that. I don't like that little thing that happens there. I don't like the scene. I don't like these scenes. I don't like how the arc works, things like that. That's those are the questions. Like, does it belong in the canon? That's a more interesting question to me than, oh, do we include Burns Air or Colonel Homer? Of course, we include those; they're great. Um, and funnily, funnily enough, this, we're, our next week's episode here, Matt, is Wild Bart's can't be broken, which is another time when they use Bart as a, uh, a you know, as the, as the word in a pun replacing heart. And I guess they're just never going to yeah. stop doing that. But I'm with Cupid Stays. It's funny. It's enjoyable. I would, you know, I've watched it many times. I'll watch it again eventually. It's not a, it's not a bad episode. It's it, but it has flaws. I think we're gonna, we're gonna, because Matt, like, uh, you know, what I see on this list, not too far away, Das Bus. Oh, let's talk about that. We're gonna talk about Das Bus. That's where we're, where, that's where we're at. Um. You can find this list at our website, simpsonshow.com. has links to everything, including this list. Uh, check it out. Uh, our next episode, Matt, is a good episode. Okay? We're going to get it. We, we get a reprieve. Mm. I've seen this episode recently in the past five years. So I know it's good. It is a totally fun thing that Bart will never do again, Ooh. Um, which is the cruise ship episode. A lot of people reference it as being one of those good, uh, good, good, ep- one of the better episodes in these bad years. Um, I can verify it is at least a good episode. We're gonna. I think the debate will be: Does it make it quite make it above that though? You know, does it? Mm-hmm. This will, I will it make this above? Is this the best season twenty three episode? Is this even a very good episode? Is it a great episode? I don't know. Um, curious. I'm really. I think the actual question about this Matt, is: How in the hell do they make this episode right next to Beware My Cheating Bart, which is yeah. an affront to man? Um, We'll see. We'll talk about that. That's next week. 
you can find us online. I said the Simpsons show.com. You can find me online at Robbie Dorman. That's my name. Robbie Dorman. That's Dorman with one. Oh, I'll say it again. <laughs> now Matt's going to laugh every time I do it now. That's just uh-huh. fine. That's fine as well. Um, it's my website is robbynorman.com. Every social media, I'm most active on Instagram and, uh, for the most part. Some TikTok, I do TikTok videos whenever I can, whenever I'm not writing and are busy with things. Um, follow me in those places. You heard a pre-order thing before the if, – if you listen to this entire podcast at the very beginning, me telling you to go pre-order my book. You should go pre-order my book. This book is cursed. It's a Twilight zone S story about a cursed choose your own adventure book that kills you if you don't find the right ending. Uh, I really like it. It's a lot of fun. Um, it's a good entry point if you haven't read any of my books or if you have read my books, you'll certainly enjoy it. It's certainly one of my books. Um, I appreciate it. Pre-orders matter a lot. They do a lot to help out, uh, uh, my books when I get a big pre-order and get some early reviews. So if you do those two things, I will love you forever. You'll be my best friend for the end of time. I'm not joking. I am serious about that. So please go do that. Uh, Matt does not participate in social media. You will not find him. Uh, that is correct. I spend all of my time with kittens, but unfortunately right now I have no kittens. It turns out they just all get, uh, immediately fostered because there's aren't uh, enough kittens to go around, which is a good thing. Don't get me wrong. But if you would like to go back in time and see adorable kittens from the past, you can check out kittenturns.org or kittenturns, K-I-T-T-I-N-T-E-R-N-S on Instagram and relive the glory days of incredibly, incredibly cute kittens that will make your life better just by having seen them. I have nothing to add. I agree I concur <laughs> with Matt. Uh, that'll do it for us. I'm Robbie. And I'm Matt. Goodbye, Shh. <laughs>